Welcome to the Burn Brightly podcast, a podcast for women who were born to burn bright without burning out. I'm your host, Hannah Austin. I'm an ex-corporate workaholic, and I learned to slow the burn and find balance. If you're ready to feel inspired and beat burnout and create that spark in your life again, these episodes will help you keep your flame alive. Let's dive in. everyone. So for today's episode, I'm going to talk a little bit about moving forward from burnout without regret. I've had a lot of people ask me a little bit about burnout and kind of embracing the lessons that I've learned. And I think it's really important to first highlight the importance of not dwelling on past decisions but using them as stepping stones. Often people ask me, you know, what was your life like before you burned out and before you hosted this podcast and started a corporate wellness company? And honestly, my life was great. You know, everything was really great until it wasn't. And I think that's true for a lot of us because sometimes we kind of get stuck in the day-to-day kind of Groundhog Day scenario where We don't know what we don't know. All we know is that we go to work, we come home, we eat dinner, we go to bed. If you have kids, you know, it's the routine bedtime, bath time, all of that. But we don't really realize how bad our stress levels have been because we're just trying to work through it and just trying to move forward. So I think it's important to acknowledge burnout and kind of what those common signs of burnout are. And typically when I talk with my clients and from my own experience, burnout is really not just having a bad day or a stressful day. What really comes about is kind of those symptoms of exhaustion, fatigue, feeling a sense of cynicism or feeling cynical or you know, feeling like you just can't get out of that dark spot right? And I think a lot of people think that burnout is just about work. And the definition is really around occupational burnout, prolonged stress under um, extreme conditions of stress, right? But it's really important that you're looking at your signs and symptoms of, you know, ongoing headaches, sleeplessness, overeating, undereating, overdrinking, really not taking care of yourself, maybe extreme headaches, and sometimes certainly gastrointestinal issues. But what I want to say is no matter what stage of burnout you're in, it's really important that you acknowledge that, you know, burnout and acknowledging burnout is the first step towards positive change and breaking through burnout overall and and healing and recovering from burnout. And so I want to talk a little bit today about just my reflections on past decisions, right? And in looking back um, where I was before and where I am now through the recovering and healing process, I had a tendency to second guess past decisions when I was burning out. I didn't have a lot of confidence and faith in who I was anymore. I had lost sight of that. And I also second guessed almost every single decision that I made. For being a strong decision maker, this was interesting to me that the simplest of decisions I just couldn't make. And that is a really big sign of burn and burn out when you just are kind of spiraling. I think it's really important to talk a little bit about how, you know, past decisions to take on more work or intense project commitments 
I thought that the more I worked, the harder I worked, the better person I was, um, the better uh, employee I would be. And frankly, I identified with the amount of work that I took on as how valued I was and how that much value I put on myself. And I want to emphasize today that it's okay to not have everything figured out, right? When you're in a spiral of burnout or you've acknowledged that you're burning out, but you just feel like you're drowning because of intense workload, I think it's important to acknowledge that self-compassion is crucial. So I also want us to think a little bit about making mistakes. I know, and I talk about this in my book, Hello, Head, Meet Heart, that I viewed mistakes as something I had to do in private. Failure was in private. And it even got to the point that I would make mistakes and I wouldn't necessarily cover them up but I would feel really, really guilty when I made them and I would move on quickly so nobody noticed them. And so it's really important today that you guys hear from me that, you know, viewing mistakes as opportunities for growth, not necessarily failures or bad things. And for me specifically, I think about my workload and asking for more work when I knew I couldn't take it on but feeling a sense of drowning and fatigue, but I just couldn't stop myself, right? I just kept my foot down on the accelerator. And in my case, you know, if you guys have read the book or listened to the podcast before, I chose to actually walk away from a 20-year career in order to save myself. So I left my job. I resigned from my job. But now, you know, when working with some other clients and doing what I've been doing the last two and a half years with a workplace wellness company, you can recover from burnout without having to change your career, take a pay decrease or accept a demotion at work. And so it is possible to walk away and still stay where you are. And let me tell you what I mean by that. What I mean by that is walk away from the old patterns of behavior that are longer, no longer serving you. And that specifically is around, you know, if you are overworking, asking yourself and turning towards yourself internally, is this working for me? Do I feel good when I take on more work and more projects or do I just feel more chaotic? And really giving yourself the opportunity to acknowledge what is and what isn't working for you. Honestly, experiencing burnout was probably one of the best things that could have happened to me. And I know that sounds really odd. You're like, oh, you know, you're burning out. Ooh, it was the best thing that ever happened. Really, it's just made me a stronger person, right? And it's really forced me in a bad way, but also a good way to examine who I truly am and what I truly want. You know, there was times when I was in my corporate career towards the end of my corporate career where I would, a voice inside me would wake me up at three or four in the morning and, and literally whisper to me, you are meant for something more. And I was like, who, who's talking to me? What is going on? Shut up, to be honest with you. And um, I think, you know, the reality is the strengths that I've gained from having experienced and now recovered from burnout, I could never have imagined how much growth I have done and have experienced and have been around incredible people who have taught me that my value is inside me, not externally based. And no matter how hard I work, you can always work more, quicker, faster, harder. But does that truly sustain you and bring you joy? I want to talk a little bit about setting realistic expectations, right? And I think that for women specifically in society, our expectations of being a woman, being a mom, 
success, succeeding is ridiculous. We feel like we should have a full-time job and multiple triplets and take care of a, a spouse. And we should also have a side hustle. And oh, wait, we should also be invested in self-care and, and bring joy to our lives and others. So that is unrealistic, right? And I think one of the biggest pieces that I've learned is that life is kind of a, a seesaw, right? There's going to be days that you are brought joy or you spread joy. And then there's going to be days that you don't. And so instead of work-life balance, it's really taking a look at when the seesaw is up versus when the seesaw is down. And also taking a look at ebbing and flowing in your life, right? Surrounding yourself with people, practices, and joyful experiences that fill you up and don't deplete you. So you can, you know, set realistic expectations for yourself without burning everything to the ground. You don't have to walk away from a career. You don't have to harm yourself or self-harm yourself. You can set realistic expectations for yourself. And it really starts with a forward-focused plan, right? And so what does that mean? Well, one of the things that I did for a forward-focused plan was I actually created a mission statement for myself. And the mission statement specifically was, I literally titled it on a notes section in my phone, who I am and what I want. And I felt like it was something that I just needed to take some time and write down, like, what stake in the game was I going to be staking into the ground, right? Who was I and what specifically did I want for my life? And I'll read it to you. What I wrote was, I love to create, collaborate, and build. I love to think outside of the box and brainstorm possibilities. I thrive in creative, supportive, collaborative environments where I am rewarded for the work I and my team does. I am able to look at a process, see it in the big picture, and then streamline the process, maximize it, and make it better. I speak up for what is right. I have learned to use my voice when needed and listen to hear more. I am loyal if you are loyal to me. I am always looking for a mentor I can learn from to set goals and achieve them. And I am competitive, but I won't do it at the cost of others. So this is what I wrote, like literally wrote this in one of my darkest moments in my notes app phone on iPhone. And this for me was like a North Star plan. This is what I wanted to do. I wanted to be working with a mentor. I wanted to be loyal to other coworkers. I wanted to build and create and collaborate. And that was kind of a moment for me where it was like, okay, this is what I want my life to look like. And the next step in that was being curious and open to how I could walk or march or run towards the life that I really wanted to live. And the way that I did that was I started reaching out and asking for help. And for the first time in my life, I put my ego down. I said, I'm just going to start asking for help and see what happens because God knows I need it, right? I no longer worked in the corporate world. And so that's how I started taking care of myself. I hate the word self-care, but what I did was I basically created some self-awareness around what I wanted. I asked for a team of people to support me and help me. And then I incorporated that into my daily routine to help me find out right now and then what the bigger next steps were. 
One of the reasons why I wrote my book, Hello, Head, Meet, Heart, is because I have hundreds of people that call me, DM me, message me, and say, I don't know what I need, but I know that I cannot keep living my life like this. I just need help to tap into what's next. And so I wrote the book, Hello, Head, Meet, Heart, to help people and my listeners and my community learn how to seek support and embrace change. Embracing change is not always easy, right? We hear, oh, just have a positive mindset, um, be open to change and growth. But if you haven't had a positive mindset or been open to change and growth, and you're just drowning in your current situation, it is extremely hard to take that next step. So one of the things I want to say today is you can't change the past, but you can control your future. So grab a copy of my new book, Hello, Head, Meet, Heart. Listen to the podcast. It is certainly free. But figure out right now, is this the life that you truly want to live? Or is this just a life? I want to help you find out what makes you light up. I want to help you find your North Star. Because I believe that everyone has an extraordinary life inside all of them. Sometimes we all just need a little help to tap into it. Please join me on the She Burns podcast or purchase a copy of my new book, Hello Head, Meet Heart, to learn more about how you can ignite your fire and light yourself up from the inside out. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Burn Brightly podcast. Did you know that as well as hosting this podcast, I'm also an Amazon bestselling author. My new book, Hello Head, Meet Heart, is the breakthrough story and self-help guide by yours truly. It's all about how to tap into your extraordinary life. And you can find it in both paperback and ebook on my website and on amazon.com. Thank you so much for listening. And if you have a moment, could you please leave me a review? This helps more people find this show so that they can also feel inspired. See you next time.